Welcome to Sugar Daddies, a podcast where two grown men rate and review seasonal, limited edition, and obscure candies and sweets. Uh, on this week's fun size episode, we just have myself. Chris was supposed to be here earlier, and uh, I got late, he didn't show up, so I'm going to record the, the podcast on my own. And we've got a letter here from... Uh, Alex! Alex! Oh. Alex! Oh, hey, Chris! Oh. Hey! Oh, my God. Oh, my God, I, you're out of breath. I ran all the way here. Wow. From my car. You parked in my driveway, right? I know, it was super far. Alex, something horrible has happened. Oh my god, what's going on? There's a Pop-Tart emergency. Look at... Pop-Tart emergency? Look what I found. Oh dear lord. We need to do an emergency full episode on these. I think you're right. People have to know. Okay, so since you can't see what he just handed me, we have three flavors here. A&W Root Beer, which... uh, Okay. Orange Crush, and Watermelon. All three sound totally unappealing to me. Pop-Tarts, I think we can agree, are a breakfast food. This is basically saying, hey, wake up, roll out of bed, have a can of soda. A hot can of soda. Uh-huh. Yes, that's the other thing, too. They are toaster pastries, meaning you have to put them in a toaster to warm them. That's actually what it says on the side. I understand they can be consumed cold, but who doesn't want a nice piping hot cup of root beer? I really prefer <laughs> a piping hot cup of Orange Crush. Orange Crush is at least passable because it could be like marmalade, but hot watermelon? This isn't right, Alex. This isn't right. And so in order to correct this, we are going to eat it. Alex, Kellogg spent so much time asking if they could, they never stopped to ask themselves if they should. So it's fun that you you found these because my wife's cousin actually contacted us and said we should totally do an episode on the crazy Pop-Tart flavors. Wait, you mean I didn't have to run? Oh, no, I guess not. (sighs) I'm sorry you had to actually exercise. So looking at the back of these boxes, if you listen to our original Oreo episode, you will recall that there were some really terrible puns on the bottom of the Oreo packaging. Pop-Tart has really brought their d game in terms of puns i'm not sure what's going on here it's sort of avant-garde cartoon humor each box has about three cartoons on it these little vignettes of moments in the lives of these pop tarts it is a little upsetting how much they have sexualized these food items on one of these there's a tinder joke oh it's not even a joke it's just the pop tart on tinder requesting that you swipe right also on the back of the watermelon pop tart there is a cartoon that shows a Pop-Tart talking to a tiny dinosaur with a tiny bow tie. And the Pop-Tart is saying, uh, excuse me, my eyes are up here. I'm not, I'm not even sure what that means. Yeah, the Pop-Tart has no other physical features that this little dinosaur could be looking at. It's pretty upsetting. Also on the back of the watermelon box, I almost feel like this is kind of racist. It says unpopular tart styles number 88, and it shows a Pop-Tart with dreadlocks and a guitar, and it just says reggae hashtag one love. I don't understand. I'm just genuinely baffled. How many people did these ideas have to go through to get approval before Kellogg's printed this on the back of what I can only imagine is millions of boxes? 
So now we've talked about the packaging, let's talk a little bit about how the actual Pop-Tarts look. The uh, the root beer ones sort of are evocative of root beer. They have white frosting, which suggests the white foamy head on a root beer. And it does smell vaguely like root beer. Yeah, I would say it smells more like stale bread. So I've had other candies made with A&W root beer. I would say it's a real crapshoot as to whether or not it's going to taste like root beer. Well, hopefully when these toast up, they will taste and smell closer to their real life counterparts. Yeah, I really hope these don't stink up your kitchen because you might just have to move. As far as the Orange Crush Pop-Tarts go, they went for a totally different aesthetic. Once again, white frosting, but instead of sprinkles, they went with swirly orange frosting. And it should be noted, unlike the watermelon or the root beer, these don't have any particular smell. No, I agree with you. It's a little disconcerting. And lastly, we have the watermelon ones, which look pretty much the same as the orange ones, except instead of white frosting, it is bright pink and the squiggle is green. It's a violent shade of green. If you remember back to when I was talking about the watermelon Oreos, Uh and I made the comment that they were actually pretty good. They taste like watermelon Jolly Ranchers. Right, which was incredible. Yeah, and you smelled them, and it had a very strong watermelon smell to it. And you could tell that they used very high quality artificial flavoring in those. These do not give me that reassurance. So we're going to go toast some of these up. We're going to try them both toasted and untoasted to get the full effect. We'll see if they're any good. Well, that's some interesting irony. Turns out the things that you're supposed to put in your toaster do not taste as good as when they're untoasted. Across the board, all of them were significantly worse toasted. Some more than others. Before we go too much further, I want to talk about the heating instructions on the side of the box. It gives you two options. One, you can put it in a toaster on a slowest setting, which takes about a minute. Or if you are a busy, on-the-go layabout, you can put it in the microwave for three seconds. Alex, how powerful are the microwaves that they have at Kellogg's? Uh, My guess is they are incredibly powerful because we put it in the microwave for three seconds, no change. Five seconds, no change. Gave up and put it in the toaster. It's a pretty bold claim to say three seconds. Yeah, I don't, I have no idea what they're thinking with that. That doesn't make any sense. Are they warming them up in the Large Hadron Collider? Oh, potentially. Maybe like, that's what's going on. Yeah, they just pop them in there, crank it up to 13 tera electron volts, and bombard it with neutrinos. Fun fact. Alex's microwave is at groin level. And when I initially saw that, I'm like, wow, good job being sterile. But you've had three kids since you've had that, so... Myth busted. Absolutely. It, he's not kidding, though. It actually is at groin level. Or, if you're a small child, at head level, which seems perfectly safe. Your kids are going to be super smart. So let's uh, let's talk about what we actually put in our mouths here. Uh, we started out with watermelon, untoasted, and that was... What do you think, Chris? How would you describe that? It was fine. It did taste like watermelon. My original hypothesis that it was not going to be good as those Oreo cookies accurate it was a pretty low grade artificial watermelon i thought it was it was fine it was adequate the surrounding pastry kind of tasteless and i was hoping when we toasted it that the two things would come together and be really delicious yeah that was our original thought they were like oh this pastry is not very good you know what's gonna make it better is warming it no warming it stripped it of all of its good flavors yeah and left as you described just a latex flavor yeah i don't know how they managed to do that so watermelon actually turned into sort of latex i actually think uh we may owe 
an apology to Brox at this point. Yeah, I'm really having to need some of my words here. Yeah, that's this is a new low. Chris and I both could not finish our pieces, and we split these in half. Yeah, as grown men, we were unable to complete an entire Pop-Tart. That was watermelon for you. And then we decided we'd go for the A&W root beer. Because that was the next one on the plate. I actually thought that it was it was kind of, it was pretty good. It was pretty close. It wasn't, wasn't a very robust root beer flavor, but it was close enough for a Pop-Tart. Agreed. It didn't have the fullness that those little root beer barrel candies have. No, that would have been preferable. But it did have that overly peppery sure like a peppermint kind of flavor yeah and i think that's the sarsaparilla yeah I'm not that sure. causes that flavor so this does say natural and artificially flavored on the box uh let's just take a look and see if we can determine what's going on there there are dried apples in this what uh it says uh blah 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 blah, blah bleached wheat flour wheat starch dried apples why I don't know. Apparently dried apples are a thing that uh, you make A&W root beer out of. Did they trick us into eating fruit? I think they did. Oh, I feel betrayed. You know what? I initially, I initially rated these as a six out of 10 because they made me eat fruit. Three out of 10. Ooh, wow. That's a hard. Minus three points for lying. But yeah, I can't find any mention of uh, sarsaparilla in there, so I'm not really sure. Does it give the ominous natural and artificial flavoring tag? Yeah, it does, actually. Well, they put that on there so you can't reverse engineer them. Yeah, trade secrets and all that, I suppose. You put that moniker on there and you can put any sort of weird stuff in there and it counts. Yeah, like shoe leather, old boot laces, other things that go on your feet. Uh, beaver anus is a popular... Don't laugh, that's real. No, that's real. true. No, that's yeah. yeah, actually... Uh, that's raspberry flavoring. Except that's the natural version of it. The artificial version is synthetically produced and does not come near. It's not, it's not actually in the anus. It's near the anus. I don't know about you, but I don't really split hairs when it comes to animal anuses near my food. Okay. Actually, a little bit of clarity. They don't use that particular additive anymore for flavoring. They will use it for perfumes and to get that smell. Oh, so if I smell like a raspberry, it's probably... Yeah, you've, you've rubbed a, be- a beaver's butt on you. Wow. Yeah. Right. Oh, you learn something new every day. It's, it's really nightmarish. If you only eat stuff that's naturally flavored, you've eaten some pretty disgusting stuff. Uh, and speaking of naturally flavored, the crush, surprisingly, is naturally flavored. Yeah, you get crush from, from trees. The cans just grow right on the tree. These actually do have orange oil in them. Oh. Yeah, that's actually pretty surprising. Instead of just saying natural flavors, they actually list orange oil. And I got to say that it really shows. So when we tried the crush untoasted, I thought it tasted a lot like orange marmalade on toast. Yeah, I th- actually I really enjoyed it. It was probably one of the better Pop-Tarts I've had. I, you know, at work, they supply us with free pop tarts of the more traditional varieties uh this is actually i think some of my favorite but then we toasted it and it tasted less good despite them being toaster pastries yeah i think out of any of the three it was the least affected but then again it is the closest to a traditional jam i wouldn't have thought that originally because i don't think of orange crush as a jam by any stretch of imagination oh you boil it down you add some pectin i suppose you got yourself a jelly I may have boiled soda before. We didn't bring this up earlier. The serving size is one pastry. Two pastries come per package. They are calorically and pretty close with the sugars. Two pastries is about one can of soda. I'm just surprised that they put two servings in a single wrapper. That seems counter to what everyone else does in the industry. Yeah, it's a real jerk move. 
I think it encourages sharing. Alex, you know just as well as I do. Anyone eating these is clearly alone. This is probably the first time anyone has eaten these in front of another human. Yeah, I don't know if I'll be... No, I will be. I will be sharing with my coworkers that I ate these. In fact, I will be putting them out for everyone to eat. Yeah, I'm not taking these home. I'm probably going to have some more of the Orange Crush. Alex... I came in here all of flustered. We did an emergency full episode. This is a this is bigger than a full episode. We did three different things. Usually we stick to two. People had to know. We went we went from a uh, a fun size episode to a king size. First off, was it worth doing a full episode for these? Oh, it totally was. It was really interesting. It ran the gamut of flavors from the worst thing I've had, including Swedish fish Oreos and all of Brock's candies, to uh, actually one of the better things I've had on on the podcast. So would you say the Orange Crush ones are worthy of being purchased? Yeah, I actually would recommend those. I think they're a great little uh, limited edition flavor, and uh, I'm excited to try them again. How about you, Chris? What do you think? I would say if you like orange jelly, Orange Crush ones are certainly worth getting. If you want to try something weird, get the Rip Beer ones. If somebody gives you a watermelon Pop-Tart, that person is not your friend. If it's toasted... If somebody sends you a toasted watermelon Pop-Tart, that is the equivalent of the mob putting a horse head in your bed. It's that it's that level of bad. That is the only possible explanation for such a lack of empathy for another person. Well, now that we've mentioned murder, I think the episode can fully end. If you'd like to send us warmed watermelon Pop-Tart emails, you may do so at comments at sugardaddiespodcast.com. If you want to join us in our march against Brock's, find us on Twitter at sugardaddiespod. And as always, you can find us on Facebook just by searching for Sugar Daddy's Podcast. If you like what we do and you find our reviews to be a helpful public service, head on over to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and maybe even give us a review. That'll really help the podcast. Hopefully, if we get enough positive reviews, we'll bubble up to the top of iTunes and more people will check us out. And we'll see you back here next time for our extra spooky Halloween episode. Where we may be eating stuff that is even worse than a toasted watermelon pop tart you know it's really spooky alex no sponsors have called me